What's up, guys? Welcome back to a new episode of the Take Control Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Darielle. And I'm Brandy. And today we have a special guest here. We are doing the part two of our motherhood episode. And I'll let our guest introduce herself. Hi, everybody. My name is Sade. Um, This is my second podcast that I'm doing. I'm happy to be here today and be a part of this mommy podcast. Yes, thank you for coming. So tell everybody about your book. Oh, yes. Um, I am a new author. Um, My first book was released um, July 21st of 2021, titled The Power of a Friend. Um, So I created an entire book series based off my own life growing up here um, and what it was like for me to grow up without my mom, which was something I struggled with. Um, So I just kind of each book kind of represents a different something different that helped me cope with growing up without her. So the first book, um, the first book represents a friend that I had that I dedicated to that helps me get through, you know, that hard time. So that's what the first, but I've written over 20 books. So it's like more to come, mm-hmm. but that's the first book of the series. And then I also wrote a second book. That's not it's not in the Lotus series, but it's titled Young Black King, um, which I'm in the reproduction. I'm in the process of reproducing that one, like because I, mm-hmm. I had copies of it and it sold out. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in, you know, the process of restocking that book, which is should be coming soon. Nice. Yeah. That's wonderful. I remember when I was younger, I used to like create stories on like Microsoft uh, PowerPoint mm-hmm. what I never like thought anything of it. it was just something creative I used to do but that's nice um so I brought you here today so we can talk about motherhood because mm-hmm. we both have boys and yes. multiple children mm-hmm. so the first thing I wanted to touch on is just raising multiple kids in general like it's it's tough especially you know I talk about our on our show how my kids have very different personalities so like trying to parent them is completely different. Um, And I know you and I were talking about how, like, sometimes we can get a bad rap for... um, Because people think that we may spoil one over the other. Mostly the The, the younger one. The younger one, one, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, let's start there. So, with first... I think that is in my personal situation. Um, I have had like certain like family members be like, oh, well, you're so much softer with Shakur. You're so much blah, blah, blah with Shakur. But you have to think I had Diego when I was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. I was 27 when I had Shakur. Mm-hmm. There's no way I should be the same mother that I was at 17 <laughs> that I am at 27. Right. Like, yeah so um yeah like there's no way first let's start there like I shouldn't be the same mother that I was at 17 Mm -hmm. that I would be at 27 and I think with me as far as like the babying and stuff it's not really babying it's just with me I've already kind of um stepped into the teenage parenting Mm -hmm. stage of my life because my oldest son is 15 and then Dior is 12 so I, I, I know what's going to happen. I know it's going to come a time where he doesn't want to hang out with me. He's not going to want to be loving up on me and stuff that the things that he does now. So it's almost like I'm, I'm holding on to right. him and I do like where I'm at in my life right now. I, I don't, I'm not really seeing me having another kid, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like this, he's the last one. You know what I mean? He's my last little baby. And I know he's going to turn 15 one day and he's not going to be looking at me with that twinkle in his eye and all of that, you know, all that. Because my oldest son, like he loves me. But all that being up under me, he he like his space. Like, and I think for me, that is a big thing. It's just like, I, I just feel like I'm really trying to hold on to Shakur. Right. Because I know what it turns into and that and that's what it is it's like that that, that's what it is for me I I just know he gonna be a teenager one day and it's not gonna be the same so I'm trying to hold him close as long as I can because I you don't get those you don't get those younger years for for long like when they're babies it's it seemed like it's gonna last forever or it seem like it's it's taking forever but it's really not like yeah it really goes so fast and you really really gotta cherish those younger moments because 
one day <laughs> it all changes. <laughs> Um, I definitely agree with that. My oldest, he's only 11. He'll be 12 this year, but he still has that like, oh, I'm a preteen like mentality. And he definitely like does not like to be bothered. He wants his own space. He'll have his little moments where, you know, he want to be sweet and nice, but like he don't want to be bothering me or his brother. But I think the thing for me is like why I raise him differently is kind of similar. Like my first one, I was 19 when I got pregnant. Uh, or maybe just turning 20. And then um, with my youngest, I was 24. So it's just like completely different, like you said. And I also made it a point to raise them differently because I saw the mistakes that I made the first time around. And also the family support wasn't the same. Not that I didn't have support, but when it came to like babysitting wise, it just wasn't there. So it, it was just me and him mm-hmm. all the time. So um and people tell me to this day like you baby him too much like y'all too clingy and I'm like I can't help it like he's just a very clingy person so I have to learn to be that for him if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so I have a question yeah that was my basically what you said was my question do you guys find yourself parenting your children differently based off of their personalities like one let's just say when it comes to discipline one responds when you like maybe yell and Mm -hmm. then the other one you have to be softer with because that's how you get the response from him that you need so do you guys find yourself parenting different based off of their personalities i don't really think i parent my kids differently i don't think that i do as far as like discipline and what i expect from them i don't like i i'm a very loving and nurturing mother i am i'm a nurturing woman by nature however (laughs) (laughs) however they know not to play with me mm-hmm. at all. Cause like when it comes to like respecting and don't get me wrong, kids gonna try it because mm-hmm. that's what kids do. They gonna try it. But but when they try it, it gets checked real, real fast and real quick. Mm-hmm. Like I I believe that you gotta you gotta have that sternness. Like you you gotta have some of that. Like you it you gotta have some of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and I give that. Like I give love when love is needed. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to like put my foot down and this is what it's gonna be. Yeah. And and this is it. Like yeah. I'm I'm very much with that too. Like gotcha. And I rate as far as that is concerned, I feel like I've been like that across the board. Now, what I will say is I do feel like I have more patience with Shakur than I did with Diego and Dior, Mm -hmm. because, again, I was at a completely different place in my life. I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was 17 when I had Diego and then I was 21 when I had Dior. So, you know, I was young i was trying to figure out life figure out myself just you know just trying to survive you know i had a lot of struggles just a lot of different things so when you're parenting under those circumstances yeah your patience is a little shorter right you know what i mean like so i do think that i have way more patience now and i i I do feel like i may give shakur more chances Mm -hmm. but that's just out of growth that's just because i learned how because this is what i do believe in disciplining your kids but i do now that i'm getting older what i'm realizing is that like physical discipline it isn't the only right. way. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, sometimes I feel like kids need to, they need to feel that little fire sometimes, mm-hmm. but that's not the only thing. Sometimes you need a conversation, right? Sometimes you need to really just sit your kid down and be like, what's, what's up? <laughs> like what's, what, what's really going on? Like, like, let's have a real conversation. So I do, I do, although I do discipline my kids and I, I put my foot down when I need to, I also try to give them an open forum to, talk and say exactly how they feel right. without them being like well mom if I say this you're going <laughs> you know I give them those moments where they can just I'll be like okay you can keep it real you can say whatever and I also ask them is there anything that I could be doing to be a better mother mm-hmm. from them yeah like I will ask them that like is there something you know I, I give them those opportunities yeah yeah I think for me, I do kind of discipline them based on their personality just because, like, Royce is more tough and stubborn and, it like, nothing really scares him. So I have to, like, kind of put that fear in, in him when he gets disciplined. 
But MJ, I could look at him wrong or raise my voice and he's boo crying. So it's just like, but now he's getting to he's getting to the age where like I do be on his ass because mm-hmm. he be cutting up. <laughs> but um, I definitely agree with talking to them about what's going on <laughs> and how you can be a better parent. Like I ask my kids out all the time, like what will make you happy? The last show we did, um, they gave me some advice like asking them about their day like what's good and what's instead of just talking about the bad stuff all the time so we started doing that because they're so used to just talking about like what they got in trouble for or they're used to getting yelled at on punishment so it's like they kind of expect that and that's why you also have to like go on dates with your kids Mm -hmm. and, and and doing stuff that where you're not having to discipline them for something. Like, right. you need that family time, that family space where, like, school and all that stuff is not mm-hmm. a part of the conversation. Because mm-hmm. we all know it's important and you got to do, but um, that that's another thing that I feel like I've learned with age. Because, like, at first, I would say, like, um, when they would, like, act up in school, like, I would, I would, in my younger years of being a mom, I would take certain things away that I wouldn't take away now. Like, for... For instance, like, um, with the matter of sports, when I was a younger mom, I would like take sports away or like you, you can't, you can't, but I, now that I'm an older mom, I, I don't, I don't think that that is, um, the best decision. So let's talk about that because I'm kind of in that situation now. Mm -hmm. And I, of course I have some people that are like, yeah, that's a privilege, blah, 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 blah. But then like, I'd be having like my mom who's like, I don't agree with that. You shouldn't take sports away. But I'm just like, well, why not? Because I'm spending my time taking you there, going to these games, I'm spending my money and that shit's not cheap. Like, Mm -hmm. so it's just like, if you're acting up and you're being disrespectful, why would I not? take that away because they need something to channel that energy i i get what you're saying because i was there yeah i was there before where it's just like you just start taking stuff away but what happens when you you take football away and and he still is having the same behavior so that's not working Mm -hmm. and that's what it was for me like when i was in a situation where i was taking football away but i I still wasn't getting the results out of my child that i wanted to Mm -hmm. so that that didn't work you you have to figure out what works for your child. So if you, I feel like if you're disciplining your child in a certain, that even goes back to the physical discipline, right? If you're just whooping your kids ass and, you know, doing that and doing that and doing that, right? Mm-hmm. But they're still doing the same thing. It's because it's not working. Right. You need to add something or take, you need to figure. <laughs> that's all it is. Parenting is a puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's just you're always trying to figure out what what's going to work for your child. So, that might work for some people yeah. like taking that sport away it might work for some people but it didn't work for me and in most cases that I've seen it didn't work mm-hmm. because boys I feel like especially because a lot of times you know boys don't know how to express right and so the only way they really do know how to express is through a sport or through you know, sometimes that's their own, whatever sadness or, because a lot of times boys, kids in general, even like with me, when I was going through all my stuff emotionally, I'm just now realizing what was wrong with me as a kid. Because when you a kid, mm-hmm. you don't know, right? right? So you just got to try to find that thing that's going to help them channel, channel whatever. Because a lot of times as a kid, you don't understand your own, as adults, we don't even understand our emotions. Right. Yeah. So a lot of, Royce could be going through something that he has never expressed to you. Mm-hmm. Never. And football might be that that thing to help him get through that one thing. You you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So then if you take that away from him, now you you about to get you about to open up a whole nother can of worms. And see, I feel like I'm at a point where like I've tried so many other things first, so I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. And how old is Royce? Eleven. And and see, Roy Royce is kinda um also, again, to the age where he he understand right from wrong, too. Yeah. It's not like with, like you said, with um, MJ is seven. He's in the first grade. Mm-hmm. So so he's still learning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he he's still he's still learning. And you 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 probably got a little more patience with him, too, because he learning. Mm. Royce, on the other <laughs> hand. <laughs> Now you you getting up to that age where he 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 understand right from wrong. Right. 
and and he also getting up to the to that age where society looking at him different now mm-hmm. you know he about to be getting bigger and stronger and all of that you got to think about that when you got black sons yeah absolutely i was gonna say and again y'all y'all know i'm not a mama but <laughs> <laughs> i feel like the balance of that because for me i feel like if you're acting out yes something needs to be taken away because you don't get to act or behave however you want and still right. be rewarded with the things that you want but I feel like he still needs that male influence. He still mm-hmm. needs that mm-hmm. to socialize with other kids. Mm-hmm. Make him go to practice. Make him run. Make mm-hmm. him do the drills. Still but do all that. Play. Yeah. You can't play. Yeah. And then get your coaches involved. Mm-hmm. Let them know, like, hey, he's acting out of school. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because they need, the, like, I know my, my situation is not quite like yours in, in the father sense. Like, mm-hmm. first, first, let me say this. I am a single mom, but I am a single mom because my kid's dad is in prison. Mm-hmm. Not because he just out here not caring, just being oblivious to the fact he got kids. Because mm-hmm. when I do feel like my kid's dad has always been the best dad that he could be mm-hmm. with what he knows as a father yeah so with my kids that have been in prison i don't think it's good for me to take them out of sports because they need that man right. they need to be around men yeah i want my sons to be around me okay <laughs> they don't need to be sitting up under me all the time and all of that like i want them to see how men move the mannerisms of a man how a man talk you they they need to see right and they need and they do need to be able to build that that male camaraderie like mm-hmm. to be around that to the socialization piece to learning how to crack a joke all of it yeah they, you know it is certain things that boys go through physically and emotionally that as women we're, we're just not going to know right you understand like we're yeah. just not so anytime an opportunity comes up where my boys can be around men positive men mm-hmm. and they can see that i'm signing them up for it yeah. because i know that there are elements of being a man that they they're not going to get from me mm-hmm. you know like they're they're just not and it they're just not certain conversations that they will have for me no matter how I think I might be great at that conversation or how I'm getting through to them it's going to be completely different coming from a man yeah I agree and that's just what that is so I think that um they need to be around men and boys and they they do that that's how I feel personally and that's with their dad being in prison um I most definitely have been mindful of trying to get them in organizations like Dior is a part of the um, Big Brother program. Mm-hmm. They do it through his school. So they come and pick him up. They take him to um, do things um, like even that HBCU um, basketball, basketball tournament. tournament that's mm-hmm. happening Saturday. Like they're oh, taking nice. him to do that. Mm-hmm. Like so anything, any type of resource like that that comes across me, I take advantage of it. Because what is it going to hurt? Right. You know what I mean? What, what, what would that hurt? Yeah. So. Were you going to say something? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. So, um, speaking of them getting in trouble at school, like, how do you handle that situation? Because for me, like, I've been going through it with the schools for both of them. And at first it was just Royce and now, you know, MJ has his issues and things like that because, like a lot of you guys that are listening may know, like I posted um, a little bit ago that my son has epilepsy, my seven year old. And I never that. yeah, he was just diagnosed in November. So once he started, like once he had his seizures and started medication, a lot changed. Like behavior wise, he went from this very sweet, calm, cool kid to acting the fuck out like bad, like mm-hmm. hitting, throwing all this different type of stuff. And it's very frustrating because dealing with the schools, they don't have, like, that patience like we do. And they don't have that understanding like we do. And they're very quick to, oh, let me call the hospital on you. Let me call CPS. Let me call the police. Like, different shit like that. And I really did not they know. They called the police? Okay? They didn't call the police, but um, that happened with Royce. Okay. But with MJ, they did threaten to call CPS. And they kept, they called Nationwide Children's Hospital on him. And basically, like, they threatened to call CPS because they wanted him to be evaluated um, for the crisis people or whatever. And as his parents, we said no. 
Like, I know my child. Like, he's going through a lot of shit on all these different medications. So, I just didn't... He's not a danger to himself or other people. And mm-hmm. that's my kid and I know. But because we didn't take their advice, they threatened to call CPS. So, I went the fuck off. Like, I, I just went off on the principal because I'm like, first of all, you have a child that has recently been diagnosed with the same thing. But you haven't seen what we've been dealing with because it's this is new for you. So, it kind of frustrated me because I feel like as a mom and as a woman... Thought that you would understand more what we're dealing with. And he has been at y'all school. So it's like. That part. You know how he is. If you see a certain certain shift. And I'm communicating with you. Because you have to communicate with the school. That he has epilepsy. Just in case he has a seizure. Your first course of action is to call CPS. Exactly. And then the thing about it that pissed me off. Is she literally told me. This is my suggestion. But you don't have to listen to it. But then the next day you turn around. And that's what you do. And I cuss her out because I think like I don't play by my kids. Like and I work for children's services. So it's just like now I feel like you're threatening my kids and you're threatening my job. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with that. We're not doing anything wrong. Right. He's in good hands. We just didn't take your advice. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah, so um I, I kinda know what you're going through because my my Shakur child. <laughs> He's had a very hard time adjusting in kindergarten. So I didn't go through this. So this is new for me, mm-hmm. right? Because the A1 Dior, I never, I didn't have this. But they're dip, like, I breastfed Shakur. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to think, when I was, when I had Diego, so like I said, I was young. I had Diego my summer going into my senior year, right? Mm-hmm. So I did not start school, like, um, right away. So, um, and having him, um, I feel like I just lost my thought. I lost my thought. <laughs> you were saying we talking about the schools in kindergarten. Yeah. But you, I think you was going towards you breastfeeding. And oh like yeah. 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 So all of that. So when I had him, um, I literally went back to school. You know, you could be off for four to six weeks. Right. So me being young, I'm ready to go back to school. I'm like, <laughs> I went back to school in four weeks. Oh, damn. Four weeks. I was already back in school. And thank thank God for my grandmother. My grandmother does in-home child care and she mm-hmm. always has for years. So I never had that worry. So he he went to her. Um, Like, you know, he she watched, took care of him while I was at school and working and stuff. But with Shakur, my life was different. Like, mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go back to work until he was like six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I did go back to work, he went to an in-home child care, not my grandmother, but somebody else. Mm-hmm. And she was just starting out. So she didn't have any other kids. It was just him. Oh, yeah. And he was an infant, right? <laughs> so he's never had no socialization really with other kids until he went to kindergarten. Right. So Shakur has the academic piece, right? Mm-hmm. He's very smart. That's not a problem. That's not an issue. But he struggles with the social and emotional part. Mm-hmm. He don't know how to keep his hands to himself. As soon as he gets frustrated, he want to punch, he want to hit, he want to kick. Like, he, <laughs> he, he, take, he, he taking it to the max. Like, yeah. But this is why I say God always is watching over me in my situation because soon as, like, the thickness of his behavior started happening, mm-hmm. they end up offering me a position at the school. That see, that's what I was telling their dad. Like y'all, I they, work at the school now. I would like something like that. I work at the school. Y'all telling us yeah, y'all ain't about to, to come to, every day. Y'all ain't about to play with my kids because all of that calling the police. Yeah, no. see me, I'm right there on the scene. <laughs> so and then you have to think too. Even prior to me working in this position, mm-hmm. I worked for Columbus City Schools for three years before mm-hmm. I even got this position. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm already hit to them. Yeah. You, I've I, I been on the inside. <laughs> I already see how I go. Yeah. Especially with black boys. Especially with black boys. Yeah, like I already know how the game goes. So I'm mm-hmm. like either my whole And I know everybody can't do this. I know everybody can't do this. But it was either I was going to work at the school because even when he started having these behaviors I'm like God I gotta get in this like either I gotta work mm-hmm. in the school or I'm going to homeschool my child right Th- those was those was the two options because before y'all get to telling me I gotta medicate my child and I'm not 
Met shame, medicating shaming. Mm. <laughs> if you want to medicate your child, that's your business. But for me, and the effect that I've seen that it's had on kids working in the school system mm-hmm. and working at other facilities with youth who suffer from mental illness or whatever, I'm not doing it to my child. Right. Because there, there are things that I know about about black boys with their testosterone and their energy levels that. They don't want to sit down for eight hours straight. Right. And just because they don't want to sit down for eight eight hours straight, that don't mean you buy... <laughs> <laughs> They'll be quick to throw something on Yeah, and, I, and I'm not doing that. So that was... It was either I was going to homeschool him because mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. I know all, all everything you got. I, I can. <laughs> I can. I, I can. I can homeschool my child. I know everything I need to do in order to do it. But I ended up um, getting yeah, the job at the yeah. school. But... Um, it's it's been it's been a challenge for me because like I said I've never dealt with anything like this but it's really about being patient and just knowing that he's only six MJ is only seven Mm -hmm. they're so young it's like you can't just give up on your kid like that'd be the thing like it, it might be hard right now but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta find what works for your child. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to, um, cause at first I was thinking about like taking away football with Shakur. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm still going to let him train and do all of that. But when it comes time for games, if he ain't, um, behaving like he's supposed to, he then he play. won't. And yeah. another thing that I found out, them tablets and all of that. All of that affects them. Yeah. One of um, Shakur's teacher, his art teacher, shared something with me because her her kid has behaviors and acts out and frustration and all that. She said that her pediatrician was saying, you know, that blue light mm-hmm. that comes from the phones and the tablets and all of that. It has studies have shown that it affects kids' behaviors in a negative way. Mm. So and they first, be staring at that show. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, I've never <clears throat> been big on kids and technology. Mm-hmm. It drive adults crazy. I see social media drive adults crazy every single day. So, and like I always say, people can do whatever they want to do with their kids. But me personally, TikTok is all of it. I'm not with it. Yeah. Shakur is six years old. He just got his first tablet for Christmas because my dad bought it. Mm-hmm. Not because of me. Not because of me. Like, yeah. if it was up to me, he wouldn't have never seen a tablet. And my whole thing is, for one, I feel like it takes away from them using their own imagination. Shakur mm-hmm. run around in Spider-Man, Batman costumes, want to be a cowboy, a police, because he <laughs> knows how to use his imagination. And I make mm-hmm. sure of that. Yeah. Because that's important. You know, to me, I think that's important for them to be able to think and imagine things on their own. But um, even with his tablet, I only, um, well, right now he don't have it at all because of school Mm -hmm. but once i do give it back to him he will only have it on the weekends and it will be very limited right dior had a tiktok i didn't even know somebody my that's my um 12 year old Mm -hmm. he had a tiktok i didn't even know when it got brought to my attention yeah going and delete all that because first of all why do you think you can just have a tiktok without my permission right why do you think you could just be on the internet with grown people, strangers? Why do you think that I'm okay with something like right. that? He was mad, but I didn't care. Diego ain't had, I just, now my oldest son, he haven't had his phone in three months. I just gave it back to him because it Friday brains mm-hmm. and make him lose their focus. And when I told him he had to, I told him he had to delete his app, like his Instagram app. Mm-hmm. And he cried. I ain't seen him cry. He's 15. <laughs> I ain't seen him cry since he was like little and he cried when I told him and that just made me know how deep it really is no for for facts I definitely like have noticed how addicting it is and I even watch there's a show on Netflix I can't think of the name right now I think it's called something like that social something and they talk about how they put certain stuff in the apps that you're looking at that makes you want to keep looking at it. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's definitely a thing. Like, and then when I recently I've taken away 
electronics you can't even watch tv at this point one because you're acting up and two because i see how addicting it is they're always complaining every five minutes mom can i have my remote mom i'm bored mom i'm bored there's plenty of other shit to do go play outside go color go there's arts and crafts shit read a book there's so much stuff that y'all could be doing but y'all bored because y'all can't watch tv and then another thing there was a i don't know if it was a mom or dad but they sued like the makers of Fortnite and won, and they won a case because mm-hmm. so they whatever algorithms they use in Fortnite, mm-hmm. it sends off dopamines in the brain that cocaine does. Oh wow! The same dopamines that go off in the you know the same effect mm-hmm. that cocaine will give you, it's it's sending off those same signals to kids. The dad, the, the, the parent. Scary. I don't remember if it was the ma- a mom or dad when I read the article, but the parents. Won the case. Mm-hmm. Won the case. They proved it and won that case. Yeah. I've read articles where Fortnite will literally, like, it's to the point now where teenagers or people just in general will sit and play it for hours on end, won't get up, won't eat, won't use the bathroom, won't do none of that. Like, will literally sit in their own. And that's another reason yeah. why sports is important because it gives them time to disconnect from so if you if you take that extracurricular activity that's just giving them more time to be on the device Mm -hmm. and you know people can do what they want they do but i don't even my mom was asking me that when me and my mom was talking and she was asking me like when are you when are you going to get shakura phone and i thought that was crazy because shakura is six Mm -hmm. and i just feel like He's everywhere. I know. What What do he need right. a phone for? That's what I don't thing understand I why a little. I don't like, and yeah. I'm not. You know how sensitive people are. I am not mom shaming. <laughs> Again, I am not mom shaming. You can do whatever you want with your child, but for me, it's hard to understand what your child need a phone for. Yeah. When your what for what? Yeah. I mean, but to be completely honest, I do notice like when I have my god kids, like it allows the parent an opportunity to the phone is almost a babysitter at this point let's yeah. just be honest the phone is almost a babysitter the kids is quiet they ain't playing in nothing but like you said the side effect of that is either you overstimulated or you understimulated because there's been studies that show that the show coco melon is producing autism in smaller babies oh, yeah like they're doing see shakur yeah. was older he we missed the wave of coco melon because yeah. he was older yeah. when coco melon yeah. came out so i didn't they're overstimulated so because all that 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 them songs and the it, it you a kid too much of anything in life is not good right everything in life has to have a balance too much of anything it, you're going to get a negative response right. from it so i didn't know that but shakur was older when um by the time coco melon came out so we missed that but i, I read that too yep. but Fortnite, i read that article when i was talking to shakur's art teacher she told me that her kids pediatrician shared with her the studies of the blue light it affects mm-hmm. adults too yeah. it doesn't just affect kids it affects us yep. as well but just imagine to, for a developing brain right right yeah, I know that um, my kid's pediatrician used to tell us, like, no more than an hour a day of screen time. Like, past the hour, maybe two, but that's pushing it. Yeah. yeah. But I think for me, like, um, now the phone, going back to the phone thing, Royce did get a phone early because, again, different kid, mm-hmm. very independent. And when he started school, the bus kept yeah. like, I, and that's it. Yeah. That stressed me. So I gave him one, but yeah. then he don't got one now, and he hasn't had one in a while. But that definitely showed me, like, because MJ be like, "Can I have a phone?" I'm like, no, I'm never giving you a phone. You, yeah. you gotta be a phone. And, that, and that's a certain thing, too. <laughs> right. Like certain thing, and see, it be like so. So you know how we talked about when they say like you baby the youngest. Mm-hmm. Well, with the oldest, they they be like, "Well, you let Diego do this when he was this because I shouldn't have." Right. And I realized he got it too early, or he I didn't realize he shouldn't have been doing that until right. You you know <laughs> yeah because you you grow and you just know like right. you know like no you're not like. Diego got his first phone probably when he was like in the sixth grade, just because he was going to middle school, coming home, needing to let mm-hmm. me know. And Dior was kind of, but there, there is some things that I feel like I let Diego do. And Dior, that Shakur, please, no. Like, Shakur might not ever get a phone. <laughs> Shakur ain't going to know nothing about 
uh, Instagram or TikTok. Like he he not. It's yeah. so crazy. He not. Like they can't. Like my youngest guy, baby, he can't read yet. But know how to get to an app. Yeah. Like, he know his yeah. letters. I, I took him with me the other day to get my eyelashes done. And, of course, I can't see my eyelashes. My eyes are closed. <laughs> and so he like, baby, can I download something, something, something? And I was like, yeah. But I'm like, how do you know how to find it? <laughs> but <laughs> found it. Was like, it's $4.99. Can I get it? And I was like, sure. I go to my phone. He didn't download two games, TikTok, and YouTube. Oh. And can't read. And see, here's the thing, too. YouTube got to go. And I do I do know that, you know, they do need to be tech savvy because it's yeah. the way of the world. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to deprive them of it completely because I also don't want to handicap yeah. my children. But as much as I can um, supervise it and for control sure. it for now... I'm going to do that. Because yeah. YouTube, I, now that I do know, because they'll be watching one thing and I'll go do something. I'll come back and it's like the videos of the guys with the stuffed animals. And they be cussing and, and all types of shit. All types of, yeah, fighting. And I'm like, and that's why I feel like why my boys like fight so much. And when they be talking to each other, shut up. I hate you. But then when I, they're on YouTube, I hear it saying that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ain't no more of that shit in my house. Because we're not playing that over yeah. here. Like, yeah, that's a but I'm I am gonna tell you that's a thing with boys though they gonna fight yeah whether YouTube is around or not like that I had to come to terms like with it. it and that's something that my brother my brother used to be like Shade it ain't no use to you even screaming and yelling getting your heart rate up because I'll be mad. they gonna fight and and it's I just a disrespect here's the thing here's though, the thing like boys sometimes you just gotta let them do it true <laughs> because me as long this is my thing I now. If they draw, we ain't gonna draw no blood. But sometimes I get so sick of saying, I just let them go ahead and go. I've done that. Just go on and get it out. Go on. Go on. You let them fight it out. Sometimes, <laughs> I shit, I do because listen, it, go on and go on. Go ahead. I'm like, go ahead. But See. then, like, if, if it's getting to be, I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right. You know what I'm saying? But I've done that with them one time. They, I, I most definitely no. will. I'll be too scared. I gave him about a minute and let him just box it out, and then I had to break it but up. But see, <laughs> Royce take it too far. He be trying to hurt him. Mm-hmm. And MJ would just take it. And I'm like, he his ass back. Like, what are you doing? And I, for me, I think I think Shakur is real physical too. Like as far as at school, yeah. because. Um, a lot of his interaction with his brothers is smacking, hitting, mm-hmm. tripping. You suck. <laughs> you you stupid. You know all of that. So when he interacting with his peers at school, that's what he be saying. That's yeah. what he be doing. And, and I try to explain that to them. Like, listen, he got Shakur is kind of like the cool. only kid mm-hmm. because. Diego is 10 years older than Shakur and Dior is seven years older than him. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot of independent play, a lot of he controlling the, the atmosphere mm-hmm. most of the time. So when he go to school and he go so I asked Shakur, I say, why you don't like school? Did he say? Cause they tell you what to do all day. They want you to sit down right here and sit down right there. All day, somebody's telling you what to do all day, and it's like I couldn't help but laugh because I understand. Yeah, you know he he went from being at home with mommy. We we going to breakfast there almost every day. We going to live. Man, Shakur kicking it. You know, like we kicked it them five years he was at home with me. Like. And he went to school. He just like, and then you made me go to kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> so it has definitely been an adjustment. But with you with MJ's, your situation is a little harder because I get to be up in this. I'm up in the school. Yeah. I'm at the school. And like, that's what pisses me off. And I'm ready. Right. They be telling mm-hmm. us like, oh, if he gets in trouble, y'all need to come up here. Or somebody need to sit up with him up here with him every day. I'm like, are y'all paying me? I have a job. Like, I had to turn out an opportunity that I wanted to take because I had to be in that office every day. And I'm like, but my kid, like, I can't do that. And it kind of pissed me off, which brings us to our next topic is like trying to balance, like, being a parent and following your dreams. And I feel like I've put so much on hold. And now I'm just stuck, about to be 32. And I'm just like, I still don't know what I want to do. Um, well... I would say with that is, um, you know, naturally as a parent, just know you you got to sacrifice some things. 
I mean, that's it. Like, I, I mean, you, we, I know it's hard and I've had to sacrifice a lot of things being a mom, especially being, you know, having kids. So having my kids so young, but that when you decide to be a mom, a parent, whatever, Mm -hmm. a dad, you, you, you gonna, you gonna make some sacrifices, especially when you're young, because you know, me and my situation, I do feel like a lot of the struggles that I went through, I brought them on myself, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's always somebody in our ear saying, don't you? When you growing up, they, they tell you everything not to do. Yeah. And then you 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 do it anyway. Oh, my sister listened to this. For real, though. Like, we, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to always be transparent and keeping it real. I have gone through a lot of struggles in my life. But a lot of those struggles, I really didn't have to go through. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I knew everything. Right. So, in turn, life had to show me that you don't. You don't know everything. You know what I mean? So yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff that um I went through, I will say, um I could have avoided it. But you know, because I didn't and because I didn't listen, I'm old enough and I'm woman enough to be like, okay, so since you wanted to have a baby at 17 and you thought you was grown and you thought now you gotta you gotta sacrifice your dreams a little. You you gotta sacrifice your love life because mm-hmm. that's another thing. Like I, I I've sacrificed my love life a lot because of my kids, but I'm okay with that mm-hmm. because when I decided to become a mother, I decided to accept everything that comes along with that job. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can't go on a date. Sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It, you, it might be a girl trip or something that you want to go on, but you can't do it because you got you got responsibilities at home, mm-hmm. and I've always been okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've I've always been okay to, to chalk that up because, like I said, I'm the one who decided to make those des- decisions. So now you gotta you gotta you know live with it. So with me, at, I'm 33, and I'm just now stepping into my life. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times because of social media and other things, we try to rush our journey and, and all of that. But when you make certain decisions, you're going to have to sacrifice. So let's just go back to, you know, sacrificing the dream. That's natural. Mm-hmm. Don't don't beat yourself up because you're 32 or you whatever age. And you you, you you had kids when you was young. And when you have kids when you're young, you, you, you figuring out other things that people your age is not. Right. So don't feel like you less than because you haven't figured it out yet because you, you, you had to sacrifice something because you had to be a mother. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Be okay. Be okay with that. Cause, cause if you don't, you you'll start to resent your, your kids. I was about to say that I feel like a little part of me start like I got into a point where like, don't get me wrong, I love my kids, mm-hmm. but being a parent, you don't even have to say that first. Me. You like, don't even have to say because I feel but like you know you got to because when you say you, you don't, stuff, people because, be like, why would you no, say that? Because listen, like, being a mom, being a parent, <laughs> being a parent, being a dad, being a parent in general, it is not an easy thing. Yeah. So I feel like too, like I would say so, like I love my kids, but I'm not even about to say that <laughs> because it's a given. Yeah, it's a given that we love our kids, like. Or we wouldn't make the sacrifices that we make. Mm-hmm. It's a given. But sometimes you feel overwhelmed. It's, it's hard. Sometimes you you don't know. You always second guessing your decision yeah. when you're a parent. You, you, you never going to make the right decision. In your mind, you never going to be making the right decision. No matter what decision you make as a parent, you're going to question it. Yeah. Or at least in my experience, I have. Mm-hmm. Any decision, I'm always like, was that it? Was that was that the right thing? Mm-hmm. You're going to do that. But my what I would say about as far as the dream and all of that, just... um. Because there was a point in my life where I feel like I got stuck and I was just trying to survive and live an everyday to day life. Mm-hmm. And I did like lose sight of my dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like when, when you when you got a knowing, because I've always had a knowing that I was going to do something great. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you when you know that inside of you, you always want to come back to it. Something is going to happen to where you 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 going to step into you going to step into it. Mm-hmm. It's just something that that's there that no matter what happens in your life, it, it has to come to any anything that you think in your mind, you you think in your brain, it, it has to come to, you know, you just you just got to hold on to it. Hold like hold. It's hard. I, I know it's man. Listen, <laughs> I've been down a 100 times. 
I've been down a hundred times and I got up a hundred times. And that's why I'm, I can sit here and talk to y'all now because I, I never gave up. But you, you want to make sacrifices as parents. Like, I don't know a parent who didn't make a sacrifice. Yeah. You want to, but I know it's cliche to say, but you just, you can't give up. You cannot lose sight of what, what it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, you're going to resent your kids. You're going to be looking at them and you're going to be like, you're the reason why mm-hmm. I didn't do X, Y, Z. No, 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 no. You're the reason why. Because for some reason, when you became a mom, you thought that you had to give up something. Mm-hmm. You don't. You might have to work a little harder. You might have longer nights. You might have to cry yourself to sleep sometimes. You might have to not be able to buy that bag or take that trip because you got your kids. Mm-hmm. But you still can complete the dream. You just you just going to have to sacrifice sometimes. I, I think, too, like, some, that's why, too, I've never had a lot of friends. I never have. Even still right now, I don't because... What I've seen is in in, a, in in groups where it's friend groups with girls. Mm-hmm. If there's one that's thriving, and then there's one that's not, or 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 maybe there's one who who who's working to get in certain place where she she's still like on the come up, but her friend is over there. Now you you doing things to try to keep up with her, but mm-hmm. you can't you can't keep up with her yet. You you see what I'm saying? Like sometimes I feel like people can um influence you to live in a in a means where you're not ready yet so then you you thinking you behind but you're really not Mm -hmm. you just might have a different responsibility than them so you know you got to do what you got to do and you you got to get your focus so that you can live how you want to live you know what i mean it's just it's just i think that sometimes people really just think that um because you have to work a little harder or because you have to sacrifice certain things, you can't do it. It's not that. It might be harder for you, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. You just might have to sacrifice a little more. Yeah. Sacrifice is a part of a dream. I, I've I've studied a lot of great people and all of them failed a hundred times before they made it once. And that's just what it is. You got to believe in what you're doing. You got to hold on to it and just keep your eye on your prize. Not on everybody, what everybody else is doing. You really got to, <laughs> and it's hard to do. You really do got to do that. It's interesting the part that you said about friends, because I was going to say, you got to find your support system. Yeah. Like I know 100% like my friend group, we push each other mm-hmm. to do better, to be better, to achieve the things that you want to achieve. And I've watched my friend work with three kids, mm-hmm. having them all the time, get her degree. She just quit her job Ooh, okay. to go into full-time entrepreneurship, yeah. mm-hmm. but she has her tribe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you need me to babysit so you can get homework done or you just need a break or mm-hmm. you just need to just lay in your bed or whatever you need to bring them over here. Yeah. I tell you that all the time. You need a mommy break. You know, it's funny. I you was know? talking to my therapist <laughs> about, y'all and she gave me a homework assignment that I need to hang out with y'all more and I'm like well come okay. on <laughs> I was like I'll be telling them I'm gonna kick it but then you know anti-social life. and life. life and I just yeah. be in my house yeah I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a big uh, hanger out but see it's like it's, it's, I am but like I'm I'll be by yourself. Yeah. Like, when I pull up, I'm always by myself. But I do have a lot of sisters. Like, I'm very close with my sisters and, like, like women in my family. But, like, like I, I, I think I got three friends that are not my sisters. And see, that's what I was about to say. My group, like, my core group is five of us. And we've been friends since we yeah. were 9, 10, 11. You yeah. know what I mean? So, it's over 20 years of friendship. Now, I have other groups of friends, but, like, that core group is us. And it's yeah. always been us. So, it's babies, divorces, I death, that. all of that. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm the only one that don't have kids. So, I'm always like, yeah. bring them. Yeah, bring them on. Like, that day when you took MJ to the movies, it was amazing <laughs> i got to go to the grocery store yeah. without him complaining i got to chill for a little bit so it definitely helps yeah for sure yeah get find your try and, and time it's just it's a it's a construct it's not real i was listening to something the other day and it was just basically saying like 
the the woman that was talking, she was saying how she felt like she's achieved so much, but she doesn't have the baby and she doesn't have the husband. Mm-hmm. And the people she was talking to, they was like, what if somebody came and told you that you had, you know, 10 more years to just do whatever you wanted to do. And then the baby and the husband would come. You would take advantage of that 10 years that you have to just live by yourself mm-hmm. and enjoy yourself right. and achieve more things and then give those experiences to your children mm-hmm. and live your life with your husband. It's just, my boyfriend's mom right now, she just got her master's and she's going back to get her PhD. Oh, wow. I think she's in her 60s. Yeah. It's never too late. As it's long as you're here, here and you got yeah. your feet working, your hands working, you can see you got another day to... Yeah, it's never too and late. And it should take you longer than others. And it's okay. Oh, That's right. the thing. Right. It's okay. And let me tell you something. So, I, I was... I went missing for almost like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, I got off social media. Like... Jane, when I knew that um, I was coming out, I always told myself I wasn't going to come back to social media unless I could profit from it. Mm -hmm. So when I started deciding that I was going to write my books and all that, I was like, okay, now is the time. Yeah. But um, for one, you know, I feel like when you're young and you're going through a lot, like social media can make it worse. Absolutely. So when I was really trying to figure out myself and coming to myself and everything I just started realizing different things like I literally I was I was on Twitter and Instagram and I deleted them both and I really like went go like you would live in order to see me you would have to bump into me at like the grocery store yeah. or <laughs> at the kids football games like something like that but just just to see me somewhere like it you know, I done definitely came out of my shell in the last, you know, like few mm-hmm. years. But like you, you, you couldn't find me mm-hmm. unless I wanted to be found. Mm-hmm. Like you, you was. But I feel like it, it's it's the greatest decision that I I ever made because it allowed me to really hone in on me yeah. and myself and really focus on me. And in that time, you know, like I discovered yoga, I discovered meditation, I I discovered so many things. Yes. And all things you can pass down to your boys. Yes. You know what I mean? So that they can be centered and focused and understand their emotions and See, and that's what I love them. I'm like, I love to hear them now. Like, I, I hear them like having conversation amongst themselves about meditation. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. and a lot of times, like, you think your kids don't understand or they're not listening, but they are. Yeah. Because I started meditating in 2013, right? That's what well, that's when I first started doing yoga and meditation. And they're just now. But they was listening. Mm-hmm. And there's been time where they maybe have walked in on me doing like them even seeing me and curious and mm-hmm. like, well, what are you doing? And, right. You know what I mean? Like they're now starting to figure out like that visualization and all of that stuff that I was trying to teach them, they are it's it's clicking to them mm-hmm. now. So a lot of times we be thinking our kids is so young, know, we don't really give kids enough credit. They know and they feel everything, child. Like, don't ever think you saying something and they're not listening. And even if they don't get it, they're going to remember and it's going to click for them one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that me sometimes now I took it a little far with the 10 years, but (laughs) sometimes you need to disconnect. Get off of social media. I'm trying to tell y'all. I wrote over 20 books like I figured it out mm-hmm. sometimes because I, I know like social media is so, so intertwined with business now everybody's like well I'm not on it I ain't gonna fake my listen what's for you is for you and nothing can stop it mm-hmm. right sometimes you you need to disconnect from life from that so, so, social media and they nowadays they got apps where memory. you can just schedule, schedule. your posts and you ain't, and you ain't even, even yeah you ain't gotta be on there yeah because here's my thing like i'm i'm not at the position where um i'm i'm able where i've been able to hire somebody for marketing mm-hmm. i'm not there yet but when i get there yeah like yeah. i'm I got somebody for you. Yeah, when I'm when I yeah, see, when I'm ready for that, when I can afford to mm-hmm. pay somebody for that service, I'm most definitely that's important because then you have that time to, like you said, disconnect and work on bettering your craft mm-hmm. or whatever it is you're working on. Like because it's hard, yeah, to be trying to like me with writing, like um, you know, that's a creative thing, and writing is it's it's lonely. Mm-hmm. Writing is is very lonely because you have to 
tap and you have to go inside yourself mm-hmm. and you have to stay inside yourself, you mm-hmm. know, for a while. Um, so like for me, disconnecting that from social media and from I think, too, because I wrote the majority of my books during COVID, mm-hmm. which is a time we were all able to slow down. Right. You know what I mean? So all of that. Is important and to not take advantage of like social media during co- like during the beginning of COVID. That's amazing. That's commendable because I feel like that's what a lot of people was just like. I See, yeah, I didn't. Right. So I I created my page in January of 2021. It was January. January 2021 is when I made my return back to social media. Mm-hmm. But and a lot of people always oh, when you coming back to social media, I always when I when I can profit from it. Okay. When when I because because for me, I, I've never really been the social butterfly, right? That's it's not in my mm-hmm. personality. So what 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 I need to be on there for? Right. It's it's social media. I'm not that social <laughs> you know what i mean it's just it's it's just it, it's i'm i've never been that way like i i find solace in being alone which why it doesn't surprise me that i became a writer because when when i've studied different writers they say like you know it's a lonely life a lot of writers are people that like to be alone who can go into seclusion mm-hmm. for months at a time and and be okay with it and so um yeah i think being off of social media and you know, being able to really zone in, I was, I was, I was able to recreate myself. Yeah. I completely recreated myself. So now it's like, when people are talking to me now, it's like, yeah, you ain't even know this was me now. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think that's something I kind of probably need to tap into because I feel like when I'm so focused on so many different things is when I lose sight of what I want to work on for myself because I'm I'm already a mom mm-hmm. and I got to worry about this over here then I got to work then I got to worry about this and that then I'm on social media that's a distraction and then I always look and I'll be like damn I stopped consistently working on myself and that's what that's why I'm not where I want to be yeah it's definitely a big distraction and on top of that the relationships that you have with people is different if it wasn't for social media I probably would not hear from half of the people that I talk to mm-hmm. on a regular basis yeah and that's really sad yeah, you do. When you are creative, you need time to be creative. That's just like with me, right? So most writers' natural next step is to be a publisher or have their own publishing company, right? Mm-hmm. But with me, I I don't want I don't really I wanna write. So so when when you start adding all those different things, now it's taken away from me. Being a writer, I, I, I need to be able to tap into that. So, and not to say that you can't do, you know, they say, um, they say that, uh, when you, when you can, when you're doing all of those things, it's hard for you to master one mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you can do different things, but when you, when you're all over the place, it's, it's hard to master one. So I feel like I, I want to master this, this writing thing and master this author thing. And then I might go on to the next thing. Cause a lot of people will inbox me and they'll be like, Oh, I've always wanted to be an author. I'll, I'll shoot them to my publisher. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, that's not where I am. And I'm still learning myself. I think people don't realize that about me because I've, I've had a lot of like success so far. Um, I think they think that it was easy mm-hmm. or something, but it wasn't. <laughs> it been first of all, being a, a writer or author, it's a slow grind. Mm-hmm. And I'm a children's book author, so I have to wait on people. Illustrator, I have to wait on them. Mm-hmm. So it's a waiting game. It, it, it it's not an overnight success. I have to work. I have to hustle. Mm-hmm. I have to go out here and talk to people and to get them. And and it, I'm 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 trying to learn this game still. So I don't even feel like it would be right for me to be trying to teach somebody how to be an author when I'm. So I I can't do that for you, but I know somebody who can Mm -hmm. and and I will plug you with her. But for me right now, my main focus is writing, getting the material out there, getting the people in tune to me, getting in tune with the people. But I'm not um, I'm not in a place where I can teach a lot about becoming an author because I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. 
that process myself. It's still very, very new for me. But yeah, writing take a lot of discipline and it's a slow grind. <laughs> and it costs a lot of money. Yeah. And I funded everything. Yeah. So far, like the majority of everything, because you know, you, I got to pay for photo shoots when it's time for me to re up on books. Yeah. I got to pay for that publisher. Um, you know, you got to pay for everything. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's so, it's, it's, you know, that. But don't, I will also say too, don't, don't let money be the thing to stop you either. Because when I was first sitting down doing this, I had no idea how I was going to pay for it. But I just started doing the work. I started writing. I started praying, meditating, and 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 it just started. It's gonna come to you. Yeah, yeah. It's come to you. it comes to you. that money part. Don't even let money be. Don't even have money in your head. Mm-hmm. Don't even have. Don't even be thinking in your mind. I'm, I'm a dude. Don't get me wrong. We we all doing things so we can be financially mm-hmm. stable, right? Mm-hmm. But. That that's not where my my love for writing comes from. Yeah, absolutely. of course I want to benefit it from it, mm-hmm. you know, financially. But that was never my driving force. Right. You know, like don't don't let that be a driving force because it's not gonna it's not gonna work out. But when you really just focus on that craft, whatever it is, whether it's writing, whatever, just start doing the work. Right. Everything else is gonna fall into place. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? Nothing. Oh. Okay, I thought you were gonna ask a question. Um, okay, so I think that's really all the stuff that we had written down. Um, thank you for coming on and sharing. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. Um, because this is really our first conversation, really sitting down and talking. Yeah. I definitely want to keep making this a series just yeah. because I think it's important for moms and just parents in general just to come and just talk. Like, I know for me. I struggle a lot with seeing how I truly feel as a parent because I feel like I have to kind of like hold back how I feel because I don't want to be judged or, or I don't care I just, about none of that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like now I'm kind of getting out of my shell and I'm like, listen, this is what it is. Because I see a lot of people like, oh, babies are cute. I want to be a parent. I'm like, no, you don't. It's just not that simple. It's just yeah. so much. And no matter how old your kids get, you're still learning every day. I feel like I changed my parenting style consistently like it's always something new that I have to try to get to where we need to be yeah I think the this is something that moms and parents need to understand and especially like my oldest son will be 16 in August so no, let me tell you no matter how great of a parent you are no matter how many good decisions or how you you know you told your kid right kids are going to be kids mm-hmm. don't never forget that <laughs> don't beat yourself up because they're going to do things and also when they start getting up into them teenagers in high school the one thing that gives me solace and that try to remember what it was like to be that age mm-hmm. and how confusing it was. Right. And they have elements that we did not have. Social media. Mm-hmm. You know, they have those different things. So just, you know, take your time. Don't beat yourself up. And it is good to talk to other parents so that you're not feeling like, oh, it's just happening to me. Right. Because it's not. <laughs> That's a good point. It's not true. And that me. brings us back to why we do this podcast. Yeah. In the first place, you are not alone. No matter you're if you're not. a parent, you're trying to figure out life, you're trying yeah. to start a job, like you're not alone. Whatever you're dealing with, it's always somebody that can And don't like. be ashamed. I feel like that too. Like a lot of people be, I don't care nothing about being judged mm-hmm. at all because I know real life and, and whether people want to admit it or not, we all struggling with something and we all want to <laughs> struggle with something. Right. And I just feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been kind of doing this 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 mom thing for a while now, mm-hmm. so I kind of feel like you know I I I I'm gonna say what I want. Yeah, you know, like because I feel like I've ex- I've experienced some things. Like I I I know mm-hmm. some of this stuff. So like I, I I never worry about feeling judged, and I wish that more women and more mothers did not care. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I because I don't care. <laughs> 
Well, let everybody know where they can follow you and how they can get a copy of your, your books. Okay, so um, The Power of a Friend, um, you can find that, which is my first book. You can find that um, online at Walmart, Target, Amazon, also Barnes & Noble. And then for those who may not be able to afford to purchase the book, my book is now in eight of our local libraries. So you can oh, go nice. into the libraries and um, check it out. But my um, Instagram is um, the is the illest author. So the underscore illest underscore author is where um, you can find me. And then once um, Young Black King is um, restocked, um, you'll be able to find that on Amazon. And um, I think Barnes and Noble. I'm still trying to figure it out, but mm-hmm. and it'll be available because I have a personal site too. So it'll also, which is um allthingslotus.com is my website where you can okay. go and find out more information about me and everything. But once I get restocked, you can find them on my uh, website as well. Alright, so guys, make sure you go and follow her and support. And you can follow us on Instagram at Take Control Podcast. Our Twitter is Take Control Pod. And please email us at Take Control Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys later.